This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. Earl Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Daniel Pru, sitting in the center chair this week, and I'm here with the leader of the Chodak, Philip Gilfus. Philip, how come we haven't seen your people before? I mean, we see all sorts of races on the Enterprise, but you don't look very familiar to me. Open hailing frequencies. Oh, you're supposed to scroll through the text. Yeah, I was oh, say, he, he can't say anything. You just have to scroll. <laughs> oh, man, people are really already lost. So uh, I'm going to move on then. It means we're doing our job. <laughs> yeah. And also joining me uh, is uh, is the Arbiter Darren. Uh, Darren, why do you like to use acronyms so much for all of your stuff that you have? I love acronyms. That stands for I. <laughs> the L stands for love. The O stands for overly love. And yeah, it's pretty much you know. Oh, sorry. I'm fading so, out. So I mean, you know, our references we, when we start the show like this, we we just do it for fun, and we we kind of like to see if maybe people might be following along and paying attention and seeing what we're going to talk about. I, I I literally don't think there is a Star Trek fan on the planet who would know what we were talking about uh, from that. Um, this is We're getting into obscure territory here. That means we win. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering some listeners may not have been born when our subject just started. <laughs> that is so, true. you know, I, we, a couple of weeks ago, we did, uh, we did the, um, you know, the fan conventions and cosplay and stuff like that uh, for our topic. And while I was, I didn't have a whole lot to say on the topic because I hadn't done those things, but what I was thinking about was, is there another corner of of the Star Trek The Next Generation kind of universe that we haven't touched? And in my life, I'm a huge gamer. I love video games. I play them all the time, uh, as I'm sure many, many people do. And uh, so I decided let's start talking about some TNG video games, um, though they are few and far between, surprisingly. Uh, but we are going to talk about one of the first uh, TNG video games, which is a, a Sega Genesis game called Star Trek The Next Generation Echoes from the past. Oh, good, because it was a VCR uh, game. I was out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does not count as a video game, I don't think. That is an interactive board game, uh, Philip. A Klingon challenge. A Klingon. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I know, I know um, that you guys weren't familiar with this. Uh, well, maybe you were. Let's talk about it. But, uh, you know, uh, Darren, y- you... We're also around that same age. Did you ever play any any Star Trek: The Next Generation video games? Do you remember? Do you even remember this game specifically, or, or anything in, or anything more generally than that? I remember, you know, some of those walkthrough kind of interactive technical manuals, like that came online, like, like a CD-ROM, and it's basically kind of like Mist, where you're kind of like going from picture to picture like it's not really 3d yeah because <laughs> it's 94 and we really can't do that but wow. uh I, <laughs> i'm yeah i'm stuck in i'm stuck in the book uh but i do remember in looking up you know pictures and images for star trek uh video games i do remember i think a, a later one although i can't remember the title of it the menu screen looked uh, familiar, but let me tell you, it's really hard looking up video game images when you're searching Star Trek Genesis. Because I mean Genesis, <laughs> like the video game console, not Genesis, Genesis. <laughs> which is what I got a lot of pictures of. So. Did, you, did you try <laughs> spelling it with a Y? 
Oh, there we go. There we go. That's what I should have done. But, uh, but yeah, so no play, I mean, played a, a very little bit, but, uh, I mean, this is like the era where you'd have to like boot your computer into DOS, you know, to play the really good games and then load a couple floppies or maybe a CD ROM. Uh, and yeah, it's just video games were starting. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, we'd had video games since like the eighties and, and before, like obviously, but computer video games computers were not that great in 94 i think we had a computer and i think it had 75 megahertz processor whoa yeah yeah i like i thought it was a typo when i looked it up i'm like no no computer ever could have run on such a small amount so yeah uh so just yeah very very little but uh but again it's nowadays with emulators and and all sorts of great things it's it's fun to do a flashback yeah the the more powerful video games were on the consoles definitely and and philip what about you did you ever come across any tng video games uh you know especially this is the closest one uh that came out during the run of the show except for like game boy games which i thought would be a little too simplistic to cover um but this was like a full-fledged console game uh, right after the show ended, and I thought this would be interesting to talk about. Do you remember um, any commercials for it or, or anything like it that that was going on at the time? Well, I know we'll talk about it. I remember the uh, Super Nintendo version, which, of course, was called something completely different and yet was the same game. Um, and so, like, I remember, not that we don't have this deep nowadays, but I remember going to, to like, um, comic stores or even, uh, you know, even then, they sort of had not art and arcade, but sort of a place where you could go, and they had all the consoles, and you you know pay whatever to play for an hour. Um, and I remember playing it on the Super Nintendo, um, and just getting exploded by the Romulans after pressing the start button every single time. So um, it was I enjoyed playing it again, which I don't know if it was the difference between a Genesis and a Super Nintendo. I'm like. Oh, you can hail the Romulans because I just would photon them every time. Um, um, and so that was. Uh, th- though I do have a question, Daniel. Since you're more the expert than, than I am, could the uh, Sega Genie be used with this? With the Genesis? Oh, the ge- you the mean the Genie. Game Genie? Uh, per- I, w- I would imagine. I mean, that thing was ca- that thing was you know compatible with most every w- game ever. Would Q show so, up uh, I would if you put that into the Genesis? <laughs> you know, actually, I was looking up a little bit of history, and there there are some what they called Q cheat codes on the Super Nintendo version of the game. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's definitely possible that that was a thing that you could do. Q pops up and he goes, uh-uh-uh, you didn't say the magic word. <laughs> no, he actually, you know, when you're looking around the bridge... Um, as you pan from from Data's console over to you know to the sensor station or whatever in the back, Q shows up naked uh, right there on the bridge. So. But it's pixelated, so it was fine. It, it censors itself. <laughs> it was, Before like g- video games had to be rated, so it wasn't it wasn't such a big deal. It was rated E for entertainment. Um, yeah, because it was no rated D for one seven zero one. Deep. Oh, I thought you were going in a different direction with that joke. <laughs> no, 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 no. After the naked Q thing, but that's yeah, okay. I, I, when it comes, and I, I know that's not what we're talking about today, but like when it comes to Star Trek gaming, it, it's more the um, uh, PC games that, that I think really come more to mind. Um, but I think, because they're, they're, they're really, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm sure you all will prove me wrong in 10 seconds, but there really haven't been that many console games for Star Trek. Um, and I just downloaded Judgment Rights. Um, was it Star Trek 25? I think off the top of my head, but that's a, the TOS game, a console game or computer game. So I was also playing that while doing this as well. So I think that's the one I was thinking of. Like, does it have like in the lower, like, menu bar of like your items, like lots of orbs, like like ovals and stuff? Yeah, there's a orb of time, and then there's an orb of <laughs> no, not those orbs. Yeah, well, it's 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 uh, it's. I mean, I know we're, that's not the game we're talking about, but like, it's it's funny to me to play that game. I mean, I actually do like it. It, it is very interesting. Very, it's because it's sort of a space questy. Um, that way that it's formatted. And so, like, but to do, like, you, your commands when you're on, like, on an away team, you sort of, well, on my PC, you right-click, and there's this weird image of, like, some alien, like, in a shirt, and you have to, like, press his hand to grab something, press his other hand to use something, <laughs> press his eyes to look, and I'm like, this is the freakiest thing ever. But anyway, but it's actually that's pretty a really <laughs> weird user interface. Yeah, so, But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. So, uh, yeah, so just a little bit of background here. Um, 
this was a game that was, uh, as Philip mentioned, was uh, developed uh, for both the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis in the 90s. 92, I think it started. 93, it was released on the Super Nintendo as Star Trek The Next Generation Future's End? Nope, that's a Voyager episode. Is that what Future's it's called? Pass. Future's that's Pass. That's totally different. Because that, that makes even more sense. <laughs> Future's Past, yes. Um, because the storyline involves the future <laughs> going towards <laughs> so um yeah so uh, and then a few months later it was released uh in 94 um under the genesis uh, uh, as star trek the next generation echoes of the past because from the because past, the past so wait does christopher lloyd as a klingon show up in any of these because that <laughs> would draw in a lot of continuity for me <laughs> Well, there were like seventy-two planets. I didn't go to all of them, so I'm not really sure. I was looking. Uh, he could. I was looking up. for that Ferengi. He was somewhere in the Coda system. I had to check every planet <laughs> and moon. Uh, it took me a couple days. So, uh, so yeah. So um, you know. Uh, so, anyways, the reason I chose the Genesis version over the Super Nintendo. Um, the Super Nintendo is actually notoriously difficult. There's a mission about halfway through the game, um, uh, which requires you to make it all the way through the, the, the mission without dying and is uh, is considered broken by many people, almost almost unbeatable under normal conditions. Uh, the Genesis version had a little more time to develop, uh, fix out some of those, those kind of gameplay flaws. Uh, so we played the Genesis version, which is uh, echoes from the past. Now, guys, we are now in 2015 here. Um, this came out uh, 11 years ago. I'm sorry, 21 years I ago. Was that was a, I was going to say. So wait, <laughs> is today <laughs> when Marty McFly would be in the future, Darren? We're in 2015, <laughs> yes. right? No. It's today, right? No, not <laughs> it's, yet. It's what the, but there's this picture it's on my Facebook that nope, says. It's Photoshopped. Okay. I, can, I, don't even, I guarantee you it's Photoshopped. <laughs> October, or is it October or September 21st? Yeah, it's, it's not, we're not even there yet. So we are now. Uh, we 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 all three of us played this game. Uh, possibly beat it. Some of us possibly not. But we definitely uh, we we became familiar with the game. Uh, it's a twenty one year old game. We played it. Yes, we did. Play. <laughs> I press uh, start. Philip, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> Philip, this is this game. Twenty one years old. Um, I am gonna I'm gonna preview my my impressions of the game now. It shows its age. Yeah, it uh, doesn't, doesn't hold up so well um, as a game. What do you think? Well, I mean, you know, because I can dismiss the graphics easily. I mean, in both a sure, good and bad sure. way. Because, I mean, like, yeah, hey, it, looks, it does look like next generation. It's not like, Picard, well, at least on the bridge, you know. You can tell who the characters yeah. are. I mean, it's sort of like a stock, you know, they don't really move much. Um, but, they, you know, the bridge looks like the bridge. It's not like, you know, the some weird version of it or anything. Um, and, you know, the, what little you get to see. I mean, th- I don't know who was running that transporter. It did not look like Chief O'Brien, though. But, but of course, this is the, well, he's on Deep Space Nine. That's why. So it, the continuity is, yeah. is in this game. Um, oh, that's, that's a good point. I didn't thought yeah. of that. Um, and so, but no, I, I enjoyed it. And I, we won't do the whole thing. But, like, um, I think one of the things I really liked about the – it's, it's been a while since I played. So, and again, I can't remember the differences – um, totally between uh, SNES and Genesis. Um, but I do think the, the Super Nintendo probably had a little bit better graphics. Um, and I think there's a couple more options in various missions. Because I remember playing this time, I'm like, can I get health? Oh, wait, no, that's Nintendo where you can get health, which would be very helpful, <laughs> by the way, at this point in time. Um, and, you know, I, I think in the mines, like, I remember the Nintendo version, like, you needed a gas mask because, like, some of the Whirly fans wouldn't work because there's no air and you could use data because he doesn't breathe. But anyway, all that aside, but in this, the Genesis version, I think one thing I did like that sort of is a bit of modern gameplay is that it does matter who you put on your away team. Like, this isn't just, like... Well, here's all the characters. They just all do the same thing. Like, no, they all do different things. Like, Data can see differently on levels. Jordy can see even better and differently on, on levels. Um, and, you know, some have tricorders, some don't. Um, some are stronger characters. They each have their own stats. And, you know, bringing... Uh, sometimes, like, you, you're interacting with a character in a way team. Like, the Frankie's like, I only deal with the people who close the deals. I actually doesn't say that because it's only text. But anyway, but um, that's what it, it reads. And so, like, well, that's because you have to use Picard to interact with him. You just can't use any other character, which I thought was cool. So it was those little things that I appreciate because um, I don't really remember, you know, mid-90s 
console gaming all that well, but, you know, considering what we expect here in 2015, that it's not just like, here's all your characters, but they all do the same thing. There, there is some detail in there. Yeah, actually, there are there are two elements I specifically wanted to point out. Um, and of course, you know, we're, we're Star Trek podcast. We're not a gaming podcast, but there, but there are interesting elements and, and good, interesting things um, was the first thing, Philip, that you mentioned was this, uh, the I like the away party system. Uh, the away team system, in and which it's away team right, that, that, with no space. Away team, <laughs> <laughs> where they don't, you know, I where don't. they, where there, there was, a, there was a mission in this game uh, that that made Troy more useful than she was for ninety percent of the show. Um, it was actually, it was awesome. She had everybody had their function, all of the main cast, I should say, um, and uh, and actually, an interesting thing was, <clears throat> and I think this is in the Super Nintendo version, which. And I can't remember if it was in the Genesis version or not, but you can elect to bring Picard with you. Um, and if any of your crew members go, go down, you just get beamed up and, and you uh, you go to sick bay and Crusher heals you and you're fine. You can go back down and do your stuff. But if Picard gets knocked out, you, that that's it. That's game over. Um, yeah, they're like, we'll, we'll have the USS Hood take care of this mission <laughs> game for over you. Down. And then you just see Riker get a really so, big smile. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things so, that... You know, playing on, and you, you, you'll have to remind me of the original experience. But one thing I did enjoy playing on the emulator is saving, um, which I guess you could do. Because, um, and I didn't do this because I could save on an emulator, but I, I guess could you do that on the system? Record your mission log on the computer? Yep, yep you, so could. you could save yep. it that mm-hmm. way. Okay, because this is a game where you, you need to save. Um, yeah, you know, if you, you can. need to save. Because um, I think one thing that. You die a lot. <laughs> was frustrating. I think the first, because I think I played this through like three times because like I would save in a dumb spot, um, was on the away team. Like your people can get hurt three times, but and you know they get beamed up and healed. But on the third time, like you're done. Picard's like, I can't do this anymore, and he puts his head in his hands and <laughs> flies away. He double face palms. Exactly. The so the other element that I wanted to bring up, um, which is actually very TNG uh, uh, and is only in the Genesis version, um, is the fact the dialogue options, um, which is was actually very forward thinking from the time. So in the Super Nintendo version, you couldn't like. Philip mentioned you couldn't like hail the people and be like, "Hey, leave me alone," or you know, get out of combat essentially. Um, but w- in this Genesis version, you actually have different choices of dialogue, and it's usually Picard's, well, almost always, I think Picard speaking it. But he, and depending on what you say to what species, uh, different actions can happen. In fact, um, I don't know if you guys got to this point, but um, there's a mission, an optional mission in the game, that happens only if you select very specific dialogue options it's about halfway mm. through the game uh was and that the hostage one it was actually it's the hostage one i yep. feel like mm-hmm. i messed that up because i got to that point and then like he it just stopped and then i'm like what and then it's like oh, we're detecting him <laughs> flying away but then i was watching a video of a walkthrough and there was like this longer conversation I'm like what did i do i didn't i, I didn't yeah. know there was even more to so, this but yeah yeah you can you can go through that whole game without playing that mission um and not be any the wiser, but you can also play that mission. It's like kind of an optional bonus kind of thing, um, and that's actually pretty cool. I thought that was that was pretty neat. Yeah, and, and I think because um, the, the, having played it originally on the S Super Nintendo version, I think what annoyed me was like you if if you pilot anywhere in this game, you know, or you know, go on a random course without actually going where you're supposed to, and sometimes even when going when you're supposed to, you, you get constantly interrupted by Romulans. And when I played it on Nintendo, I just always assumed you had to fight them. Um, and so when you and when when I was playing this for the first time, I'm like, on Genesis Simulator, I'm like, Look, you can talk to them. Oh God, this is gonna save so much time. Oh goodness. Um, and I think with the computer, the more you just destroy them, the more often they yes. are going to find you now. Whereas if you don't, if you get to just before destroying them, and then they like ask for mercy, and you give them mercy, mm-hmm. then they're less likely to show up and in your flight path. That's that's actually interesting because I tried to avoid them as much as possible because I hated the space combat <laughs> sections of the game. <laughs> I thought they were so awful and I couldn't tell what was happening and I kept dying. I'm like, so so you have a few options. Um, basically, uh, you, the the game sets you up to go from planet to planet, and like Philip said, uh, or like anybody that's played an RPG knows, you get random encounters and it's. On your way to this planet, uh, somebody a ship shows up. As soon as they show up on your screen, you have the choice to hail them, 
Um, or you can even run. The game lets you run as well. Uh, you can just, you know, <laughs> you can you can put your warp engines at maximum and go to a different planet. And uh, <laughs> and so that's what I would do almost all the time because I thought the space combat was just tough, awful. Yeah, because the for those who haven't played it, the dynamic is you know if you go to tactical and you, you know the screen suddenly goes to sort of the top view you know whatever of the ships, um, and it's you know you as the Enterprise of course, um, and you can, you have two buttons you can press your phaser button and your photon torpedo <laughs> button, and your photon torpedoes can go forward or aft, which so that that's, that's that is a cool aspect. I'll admit that, and you can you know kind of move the left right up down um, aspect and go fast and run away and whatever as ships attack you, but you can only use your phasers when ships are close. And you can use only these photon torpedoes right. when they're far away, and you're just like banging that photon torpedo button, and then like other oh, close phaser button. Like, oh god, they went far away. Okay, photon, photon, phaser. So yeah, it does get very annoying, especially because I did something wrong. I think that's why it was frustrating. It's very hard. It's not an easy game. Because um, I went when I went to the oh lordy, I forget the location with the Chodak and the Romulans. I guess I did something wrong because when I was reading the walkthrough. It said when you arrive there, Picard's just supposed to be beamed away. But every time I arrived, I just got attacked by the Chodak and the Romulans till the cows come home. Because I would, like, destroy the Chodak and the Romulans, and then more Romulans would show up, even more. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, yeah, one of the – I mean, again, for 94 and, and for what it is in a video game, uh, it, it, does, it does its best to try to really be, like – uh, an episode of, or actually like a season of uh, of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and yeah, the interface uh, for the bridge. You know, you can you're basically it's as if you're sitting on your spinny stool in the middle, and you you're like, oh, I want to I want to talk to Worf, and you kind of spin around, and uh, and it actually you know using the different stations of the bridge, it, it's a it's a pretty neat system. You know, in the um, engineering section you can add stats to what's being repaired and what's being focused on on the subsystems of the ship you can you know look up an impressive you know database although i did notice that uh, the captain of the enterprise b was not listed uh so uh well he wasn't he's not in, he's not installed until it tuesday was, it was yeah. TBD. I, found out, yeah. I love yeah. captain tbd <laughs> <laughs> and then uh but i had rachel garrett had a lot of you know other facts so again this was probably at least being worked on towards the very end of next gen uh yeah and then you know if you if you forget what you're supposed to do just go to the you know uh the uh, ready room the ready room and picard will be like this is what you need to do and it's like oh that's yeah. right i need to go to that planet <laughs> and um uh, but yeah but navigating was cool because you 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 know went to the the con and you had to remember the crazy name on the planet and which sub planet and you know it took me a while to ha- figure out what the warp button was i'm like okay yeah. I'm, I'm there yeah. what do i do now like did i did i punch it in it how do where's the big engage button punch it um and you can actually choose like how fast you want to go and how long it's going to take i don't know if it's telling you seconds or some weird just doesn't made up number of you know as you turn down the warp the number goes up but uh it kept telling me i was going too fast like i was exceeding the That's safe warp limit but you were polluting the atmosphere with <laughs> your so yeah that's i think the continuity there they had the speed limit was in is in this game and so but but overall you know this the the bridge and the way you interact with it and then you could go to the turbo lift to go to the transporters i mean you go pretty much anywhere except main engineering and it's it's actually pretty well well done for a for a simulator game yeah actually that that was one thing i did want to spend a little bit of time on talking about was the was the bridge was i really like that too like i imagine if i had played this i mean i had a genesis in 94 i don't know why i didn't have this game i have no idea um but i i imagine like at that time this would have been um, like my mind would have been blown like i would have been like oh i'm on the bridge and i can choose the different stations and they each do their different things um, music's playing. The music's playing. Like it's 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 not without its faults. The the bridge interface, like we mentioned, you can just randomly come upon enemies that are attacking you, and if you're looking at the view screen, 
You have to turn around to look at Worf. But, and you can't uh, in order directly to, uh, in, turn around to look at Worf. Yeah, so, so, exactly. no, like, I'm getting shot at. In, in Let me go. To, no, not using sensors. Keep on going. No, don't want to hail anyone. Keep, keep yes. going over there. To the... in, in, order, in order to engage battle mode, you have to turn around to look at Worf and go into tactical Which mode. Which is down. And you have there's like th- three bridge stations between that. And it's like every time you look, you're getting attacked the whole time. And you're like... This is really unfair. I'm just getting. That's why in TOS, the the weapons officer is right there <laughs> oh, yeah. to the left. You mean when they press the lightning fast phaser targeting and it goes? <laughs> it's coming. Uh, you mean the little viewfinder? It's comes almost out there. Like, Wait for it. <laughs> uh, shield's down fifty percent. Okay, it's almost there. <laughs> we just jiggle the handle. Then they're like, fire everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean. So I did, I, I did. Well, I was going to say the dynamics right. for this game. I mean, it's an engaging term. It's an engaging game. So like, even the limitations is fine. It's like I'm not like complaining that you can't do that or do this because I mean everything you need to do is there. And you know, it's more of a planet. In some ways, this is maybe a compliment that it is more of a planet game than a space combat game because. Lord knows we have enough space combat games when it comes to Star Trek and everything else. So it's it's a little cooler that it's more, you know, away teams and and talking. Though I'll admit the text can get a little heavy um, in some portions of these discussions where, like, if you're clicking, like, eight times or nine times for text, like, yeah, this is the point. I'm not, not reading the novel here, you know. <laughs> And, and well, okay. Well, let's let's bring up the what we haven't talked about yet about the game is the is the planet missions. Now, um, I actually right before I'm about to trash this game, I'm gonna compliment it and say I think that there are there is the skeleton uh, of a good game here. Like the idea how it works would be great. The problem is you spend ninety percent of this game exploring these stupid cave mazes like over and over and over and over again and it's like the grinding is yeah yeah, it's tedious and like i like that it's it's structured really smartly and it makes a lot of sense like this feels like a star trek adventure it's just that the things you do during the adventure are terrible you just go through a cave looking for you know minerals on a wall like no make the that part exciting but like you spend most of your time trying to solve this mystery, and it makes sense, but it's just, oh man, like. Um, well, would have been great this if game you could. Impossible without uh, without a map or a fact or a walkthrough. This game is like I couldn't, I would never have been able to beat this game without a walkthrough. No way. Well, yeah, it feels like with the grinding, like they're either trying to make the game longer so it's like worth it, but yeah, I mean, it it would have been better if. You know, you get to the planet and then you use the characters you brought in a creative way to solve the problem right there. You don't have to go anywhere. I mean, people, that's why you beam. You just beam to the place you need to be. You don't beam like a mile away and then you go through a giant, you know, maze. No, you see, that, the, that's no the, fun. Uh, the uh, uh, triosin uh, micro materials in this cave prevent us from beaming <laughs> any. <laughs> Blah, I blah, know how to do a TNG episode. <laughs> I can write one here. Um, well, the one thing that was frustrating, I mean, not heavily frustrating, but frustrating, like, you know, in that, you know, you get injured, people get beamed up, and they get healed, and you can beam back down, but you beam back down from the beginning. I'm like, can you not just beam me yeah. back to where I was? <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. We can't beam down, but we can beam them up yes, if, they're, right. if they're injured They had a pattern anywhere? buffer that they brought. Like, what do you, I'm, can, you know, uh-huh. yeah, but that, that. Oh, pattern enhancer? <laughs> yeah, because it's one thing, like, we have a tricorder, so, like, I didn't really feel like I was cheating, because I, I printed a map, so, like, I'm like, I'm not reading a walkthrough, I printed a map that was there, which if I had a tricorder, it would really work this way, so I <laughs> don't I feel guilty. Where I would remember which every turn I made. Yeah. No, like, this is, seriously, this is, I mean, it's, as a, as, a, as a game, looking back at it now, we can criticize it for this. Honestly, that was par for the course in the mid-90s. Um, a lot of it, you know, a game like today would, would walk you through all of these mazes. It would never, it, it, it's totally different the way games are made now. So, uh, but at the time, like, that's what people did. You kids that's today how they bought, with made your people... maps and tutorials <laughs> and your save points. You walk and you, well, you walk. Know, game, game, de- <laughs> game design evolves. Actually, uh, one thing that I did want to mention also about the, the the bridge now that I'm thinking about it, and we, one of you mentioned it just briefly, but there's a really extensive, almost like Wikipedia-esque 
library um, in the ship's systems, which is actually yeah. really interesting. Um, and it's got it's got information on all sorts of things. Uh, you know, I mean, TNG if Wikipedia related. was condensed onto a three point five floppy disk, right, but yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and rendered in eight bit text or sixteen yeah. bit text, I should yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I really, you know, it's it, that's a fun place to to poke around, and and folk, fortunately, it's not like super critical to. <laughs> to the missions it's not like go look up this for i okay i don't know where this is there's no voice interface i can't actually ask a question don't read yeah, too long because wrong fun and... attack though um or even the frangy yeah, pretty frangy much do show up too yes they do uh so guys let's talk um we've talked about the game i'm sure we'll come back to it specifically but Let's talk about this story. Did you pay any attention to it? Did you care? Um, I tried. <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't. It was, it's, it's tough. It's tough in a text-based adventure like this. Um, I did. I did uh, very distinctly remember reading all of the captain's logs in Patrick Stewart's voice. Um, so that worked. Uh, anyways, let me recap the story a little bit here uh, for the listeners. Last because time <laughs> on <laughs> Star Trek: The Next Generation's Echoes uh, from the Past. Uh, basically, well, believe it or not, um, the Enterprise is near the Romulan neutral zone. Some place it doesn't spend very much time. Um, essentially, what happens is uh, there's a there's a Vulcan. Uh, archaeologist on his planet uh, trying to find something we don't know and then there's all these Romulans coming in and being like hey we're big bullies and we want to find this thing Uh, the Enterprise eventually finds out that um, there's this ancient race called the oh man hang on I have to find this they're from the The Gamma Quadrant aren't they (laughs) or is that the they are from the Gamma Quadrant yes Um, they um... oh my god where did it go and they were part of the Ominion Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they were called the Senatorius, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool, quite the name. Uh, basically, a, a, a race that ruled the galaxy from the Gamma Quadrant a, a few thousand years ago because they had what was known as the IFD, the Integrated Field Derandomizer. There you go. If you want to tech the tech. It gets uh, worse, folks. Yeah. Get right it up gets there worse. The best of them. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, you mean the so, WMD? Because that's basically <laughs> what they're yeah. saying. Yep. Uh, so basically, it becomes a right. It becomes a, a race to the weapon. Who can get? I this would say op- they chase each other around. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Romulans and the Federation are trying to to, to get to this ancient weapon. Um, then we get introduced to this new race. Um, this non-canonical race uh, known as the... Uh, Chodak? Or are you talking about the... Chodak. Known as the Chodak. Uh, big green no, guys. No, you like, got to say it right. It's Chodak. Oh, is that well, what it well, is? Hold, yeah. hold on, Daniel. Okay. What do you mean non-canon? Are you saying <laughs> that this game is not... I mean, Troy's in a blue uniform. This is clearly season eight. Well, we, 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 we can talk about it, whether or not we could consider this in the canon or not, but... Um, I so, don't care if it's canon or not. <laughs> now, is this before or after the VCR game? Because that's really going to make or break it for me when I do my this rewatch. This would be after the VCR game for sure, yeah. But before Generations, because, you but know. Before Generations, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a pretty big event in the same uniform. that happens in Generations. I'm not going to spoil yeah, this it. Was, this was but... Lieutenant Worf's last mission before. This is how he earned his promotion <laughs> was through this mission. Oh, yeah. So, Wait, oh, Brian has gone, hey, but that... Worf is still here. Hey, uh, Oh yeah, your Worf is still there. Well, wait, but he would be because oh, yeah, it's pre generation. Yeah, right. Never yeah, mind. It's I'm confusing myself. Although yeah. actually, uh, Philip just fitted into my head canon because that's why Worf gets his his. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So, anyways, okay, so it becomes a three way race between the Federation, the Chodak, and the uh, Romulans to find this ultimate ancient weapon of mass destruction. Um, we meet Nagilum. I mean, some spinning headed. <laughs> Three-headed spinning alien thing. Uh, no, that's obviously the Quintessons from Transformers: The Animated Series. Uh, I, mean, I will, I will oh. defer to your judgment on that. We're <laughs> um, going against the territory. Okay, I see the challenge laid down. <laughs> and, uh, and you have to gather the uh, orb of. Um, oh wait, shards. Those are completely different. No, no it's the yes. Triforce. Obviously, we're I gathering. I was going to say that. Yes, <laughs> it, he tasks you with the, finding the Triforce. Take this. Um, it's dangerous to go alone. <laughs> the the you have to find an orb of compassion, an orb of integrity, an orb of 
Picardism. <laughs> I can't remember. There's three the orbs orb of continuity. you have to find. Yeah. Anyways, um, long story short, again, the, the, the story is not super critical to the game, but uh, but the so you find them all at the end, and then you uh, pick. Well, actually, I, I do like the twist at the end. Um, essentially, Picard gains the powers of a god. He gains. He gets his Triforce, his full Triforce, and. Um, He's asked, what do you want to do with this power? And Picard says, the only safe thing I can do with this power, because nobody in this time can be entrusted with it, uh, is I want to send it to the future. Which I actually thought was actually kind of a kind of a cool like, concept, actually. Um, even though we had to, you know, swim through the swamp to get there, I guess. Uh, well, I thought it had already been established folks. that this was sent forward from the future already. Like yes, the, no, 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 yeah. yeah. No, 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 it's, no, it's, it's an it's, echo from the past, Darren. From the past. Oh, gosh. Because the, the <laughs> um, I don't even remember the aliens that we we help, I, and by help, I mean they sick their killer robots on us, because, you know, thanks, I don't know, um, but, uh, you, you know, they're like, yeah, we used to be masters in the universe, but, you know, it was totes boring, so... Uh, <laughs> We stopped that and just kind of went to sleep. We've all been the scarecrow, <laughs> you know. It's so they were. They wait a minute. They were from the Gamma Quadrant. They were the pre Dominion Dominion. They I were know, the maybe Dominion. They, maybe well, the they Dominion. Created. They were the Iconians well, we, of the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> well, but we know that the Dominion's been around for ten thousand years. Maybe uh, they were in charge of the Dominion before the Dominion were. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I I said that this the storyline is essentially um, contagion where we where we see the iconians um, mixed with the chase where we have this this idea of these different species trying to find out what happened in the past and is it gonna make us super powerful and all this stuff you could say it's also a tiny bit of gambit as far as like gathering racing for a weapon that you're putting together but it's, it's true. more more with the chase but uh, no one would ever say the gambit darren it's nobody would ever say the gambit <laughs> you know you know and i guarantee you you know honestly to be fair in 94 it was probably just some dude you know you know not even a writer who probably yeah. wrote the story for this for this and I'll, I'll give him credit them credit because it's actually tng full in flavor um it's very it's very um it feels very tng um, it's just a little generic. Yeah, because I mean, it all to me it works. I mean, it's difficult as Hades, but it works. I mean, you know, uh, t- 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 if you want that puzzle element, it's certainly there. But I mean, you know, it's not like you know. I'm trying to think of all like the stupid regular NES games, like you know, yeah, this is a Back to the Future game where you have to collect alarm clocks or something like that. Doesn't make any sense. But like you know, this one there's the story, and you know, you, it makes sense where you have to go to this planet or to to find this Ferengi or to um, go through the swamp or hang through the cliffs or try not to get hit by rolling train cars. Like, it all makes sense in the context of the story. The cliffs of bow? That's right. That's what they were. <laughs> a bow? <laughs> i tell you what, finding, I did not realize that, because even, even with the map, I could never figure out how to get the mining or the materials or the minerals. Like, I don't even know how you were supposed to do that. Because you need those eventually. Um, but yeah, that's that's talk about grinding. That's another part of that level. Yeah, the mine was probably the worst part. <laughs> yeah, the mine was. Ugh. I mean, it was terrible. Because like, I mean, like, when the bell rock showed up, it just all went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> was it like the Horta's cousin, Fly, you fool, or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Enterprise five to be about. Uh. <laughs> it, it also would have helped if they told me how many miners. I mean, like, because, again, you know, I cheated and had the map. Yeah. But, like, when I was trying to play it honest the first two times, I'm like, wait, how many were there? How many have I gotten? Like, can, do we, are the sensors not working? Oh, they can't get through the... And they're just walking around, like, where are they? You know, I'm like, oh, it must be the Malkorite crystals that are blocking our sensors. We're like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. But... But you and you do a lot of like destroying walls. You're like, you know, there might be a secret door behind this wall. It's like you're gonna bring the whole cave down on you. You know, I'm just. I, and I do love the helpful, like, let's see, wooden block, wooden block, wooden block with support beams. I wonder if I shoot my phaser yeah. at it, if it'll explode. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, yeah, no, and even the um going through the oh I forget what level it's like almost the mission or two after that where you have to like. S- 
uh, get you like go through the ventilation ducts or whatever, um, and and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's is that where you're repairing the computer? Yeah, or is that oh, it's the one? force fields? Um, it's when you're. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Where you switch between the crew members and they have to push the button and then you move yeah. you forward. And your brain starts yeah. to melt out your ears. Yeah, that, that part. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the puzzle element is good, but I don't know, like you said, like with Mist and everything else, not that this is the same thing, but like, I don't know, there's a line for me. Like, I like puzzle games. And I'll and I'll I'll hold there for a moment, you know, like I'll really think, and then because it's 2015, I'll do the walkthrough like 30 minutes later. But anyway, but you know, if, if you add nauseam, I'll I'll say one that the critique of this game is they go really puzzle heavy by the three fourths of this game. You're like, oh, can I just press a button or something? They're like, yeah, it's... thank you for arriving to our planet. We'll help you out, but at first you must complete this you know cia level encryption it's the statue that's been on our planet for a millennia please solve it <laughs> and then we can give you the the peace stone that we've been or you know whatever it's just yeah uh so uh does it is it in canon guys is it uh does sure it <laughs> I don't, I why not there's really no reason for it not to be it's not like they go back in time and like you know kills Bach or Kirk or something. Hey, let, let me think about this. Okay, so I'm Yeoman Smith back on Earth, and I get this pad from Picard that says, so then we had to go through this puzzle of through the swamp, <laughs> and two of us had to get the shard, and then, but you, we had to get Jordy. I'm like, this is really long. This is really long, Picard. Can you, like, can you sum up? It's actually one of those big pads. Is there an executive summary of the commission? they couldn't fit it all on a small one. That's, hey, that's, that is the, the pad jumbo, the jumbo pad. I mean, yeah, I don't see why it couldn't be well, canon. I mean, it, I, I get Star Trek doesn't really have the canon issues that Star Wars. Well, see, does. but then there's a problem. Then, what universe does this exist in? Because is um, uh, the uh, NES version from a different oh, parallel dimension reality? Yes, that's a that's a mirror universe, but not the yeah. mirror universe. Is that the JJ version? Um, the Nintendo version? No way. Or is Genesis? You know, I don't know. Genesis. It's not JJ. It's SNES. There you go. <laughs> that's that's exactly. Um, well, you know what? Honestly, now well, we who is this? Who is this Ensign Mario that was on this mission? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly wouldn't be in the Genesis version. Lieutenant we know that. Peach. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like Troy. You know. Anyway. I do love. Well, my favorite part, or not my favorite, like in a funny way. But my favorite part is like so when you're doing your away mission. So it has your other main characters, right? But there's like. 16 options more than that actually probably like 20 options and the rest i assume are just like the designers put their faces on there um as the, it was those are those yeah, are those the designers are funny yeah. i think one time all my people were not of the greatest health so i think like wharf was my only main character and i used just like randoms and they all beamed down looking like troy like all of them were the same troy character so i was like okay so yeah, so let's just let's wrap up here, guys. Um, you know, not not a whole lot more to say than what we've already said. You know, it's it's it. This is exactly why I didn't. There there are earlier TNG games, like I said. There's like a there's a NES game, I think, and a Game Boy game. Very simplistic. Um, not a lot going on. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a video game. It's a Sega Genesis game from 1994. You know, we we've we've talked as much I think as there is to talk about it. But let's uh. Let's do closing thoughts. Let's, you know, like, Philip, I mean, you seem to be pretty positive on it. You seem to, to overlook its flaws. What, like, would you ever play this game again? Be honest. Um, well, I would since I didn't get all the way through it. Um, but <laughs> the completionist in you. Yeah, because I, I think, you know, and it's just, and I'm not telling anything people probably don't know if they do any sort of gaming and if they're more than 10 years old, um, that games now are different, obviously. I'm not even talking about graphics, all right? Graphics aside. Games are different now than they were in the 90s um, and earlier. And this isn't like, well, these are better. No, whatever. It's just, it's different. That now it is easier. I mean, like, this, the games want you to succeed now. And, you know, even if it's an open world, you know, whereas back then it's like, if you don't get past the first level, we're fine with that. You know, and and then that's what this game kind of does. That it's like you know, if you don't do this one thing, they're not going to tell you you didn't do that one thing, and you'll find out five <laughs> scenes later when you're like, why can't I? Why can't I bargain for the mineral rights, or why can't I? 
you know, I didn't go to that moon and like, oh, croup. So that you really need to save a lot, people. I'm saying and different files, not just one <laughs> file. You need to save with different <laughs> files so you can always go back. So, but, but I mean, in, in like puzzle games, if because if, if you don't like puzzle games, hey, this ain't for you. But if, if you do, it is very challenging. And so there's that fun part where it challenges you. And I don't know. I'll just talk about me. I won't generalize that. You know, you play these puzzle games and you give it a, a, a real, you know, the old college try. And then you're like, okay, let me just look it up. But it, it's fun to say like, oh, that's what they did. And that's not easy. Um, so, I mean, it, it's certainly not for the faint of heart, but it's fun. Even if, if even if you're not, whatever, you'll get to the at least the first three levels, you'll enjoy, even if you don't invest yourself in the whole thing. What about you, Darren? If you uh, came across, if you, if you came across someone, you know, uh, now a, a new, not a new TNG fan, but a TNG fan maybe that's never played the game. Go for it, or or maybe it's a you can you can skip it. Not a big deal. Yeah, I'd say if you're like like really into Star Trek, <laughs> and <laughs> like if you if you host and a podcast like, or something, like what level are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can think of a reason of why, no, it's 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 really not that bad. It it's especially now that you can like get it on emulation form, and and there's other ways to get it and, and to play it. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's I guess it's part of like you know video game history and and Star Trek, you know, past, but especially now with like Star Trek online and like so many of the other Star Trek games, like if you're, if you're looking for it to get your Star Trek fix, I don't think you need to go here because there's other fixes in some ways. And I know this is going to be, you know, people will throw things at whatever listening device you're using right now. I like things better about echoes from the past. than I do Star Trek online because some, sometimes Star Trek online can just be a shoot everything game. And I'm like, this is boring. Well, yeah, I'm not saying Star Trek Online's perfect, yeah, but, I'm, but you know, there are definitely elements of this game that are sometimes better mm-hmm. as far as the gameplay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to get, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too far. Um, but I, there are definitely, there are elements that feel more Star Trek to me than a lot of things in Star Trek Online do. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I mean, think the I writers guess of Star for, Trek Online, Daniel, really get humanity right. <laughs> but yeah i mean like when we talked about how the the bridge interface and such like in a lot of ways they they did a really good job of making you feel like you're in an episode that's ve- that's very hard to do even nowadays i mean you know a klingon challenge you know that's hard to beat but uh, <laughs> but um what if what if not Gowron <laughs> showed up right in the middle of this game? That would have been pretty awesome. It. That would be my favorite part. Pixelated, not Gowron. <laughs> yeah, and you can tell because he's got like all the white pixels around his iris. <laughs> yeah, he's got exactly. The, <laughs> he's got the eyes. Uh, but yeah, it's and it's fun, you know. Um, I guess like if okay, you know how like a lot of times nowadays like they're re uh, vamping the graphics on on old games like the Halo games or or past like final fantasy i think they're gonna revamp uh recently you know it would be fun to play this game if they revamped it beyond 16 bit you know you know with maybe just did some cheap you know 3d modeling you know that would be fun because the core of the gameplay is you know pretty decent it's just you know finding a screen cap that's not 200 by 500 pixels is really hard because <laughs> it reminds me obviously what i'm about to say is better but it reminds me of um is it bridge commander where it was sort of that same dynamic of where you would yeah I, I think i think that was the you, one was that the one we saw up in a galaxy class and then you go to a sovereign class or whatever and because it's the same thing I of where you're um you have to go through your different uh stations you know like except for some reason they're really weird the way they have them but like you have your first officer you have your tactical up front for some reason um and your helm and all this stuff because <laughs> they played this game and it knows don't put the tactical behind you directly right. behind you because it's yeah, gonna take exactly. you forever to- but but yeah so i mean like you could use that interface um with and up yeah i would yes kickstarter updating uh echoes <laughs> from the past slash Future, back, past, past, future, past, past, echoes, past. Um, Future's past. Make it happen, folks. With your support, we can do it. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I disagree with that. I don't think this game... This game would not do with an update. It, it would still fall apart. I think it would not be great. It would. You would 
you could remake this game. Armin Shimmerman um, could come back and, and play the Ferengi. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, this this could be this could be the launch point for bringing TNG back. Yeah, I said it. I said it. <laughs> oh gosh. You know there. You know, uh, um, it would be. Oh, man. Now I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but I just I, if we're never going to get TNG back on on the uh, back on TV. Why don't they just do a TNG game? Like, I would love that. Like, how awesome would it be if we got a game set post Nemesis? Because we can only make TOS. That has been decreed by the Garden of Fever. No, it's, <laughs> it's not even Wasn't that. Wasn't there a? It's a computer game, and I'm probably gonna get the name wrong. Was it called Hidden Evil? Because it was a post-first contact game. Because they were wearing the new uniforms, and I think the actors lent their voices to that one. I mean, I don't think it was a great game. There's Elite Force, but that was Voyager. Yeah, yeah. but there, there was, a, and I'm maybe getting the wrong. So there was one, but no, I agree, Daniel. That would definitely be cool. Everyone has their voices, and it would be awesome. They're all still alive. Knock on wood. Do it now. Knock on and, tactical. And, and the, the hardest one to get, uh, Patrick Stewart, has already lent his beautiful, beautiful uh, voice pipes to, to video games, so he's obviously very willing to do it. And uh, well, I, who else wouldn't do it? I'm sure they well, would all do Daniel, it. Daniel, oh, yeah, I sure think you already know who likes to do video game voiceovers from the Next Generation cast. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, so Marina Sirtis was in Mass Effect, which, I mean, listen, if you're going to play a, a Star Trek-esque video game, you're much better off playing Star uh, Mass Effect than, than Echoes from the Past. But Well, and pretty much didn't uh, half the crew, you know, or cast lend their voices to gargoyles? Oh, <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. Actually, Armin Shimmerman was also in Mass Effect. Um, I'm trying to remember. There were definitely other Star Trek alumni in there as well. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a totally separate subject. When, when, when <laughs> is your Mass Effect 602 episode coming out, Daniel? Oh, I... You know what? I don't. That's the thing. I don't think Matthew plays games that much. I would love to talk. Oh, anyways, well, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Is it. Are we secretly launching our own uh, podcast show so now? I'm, uh, about yes, video I'd, games? T- I'd like to take this uh, this <laughs> time to officially announce the 603 Club, which is one better than the 602 Club. <laughs> now, of course, I will only play I'm that teasing. podcast as a female character. Um, so, let everyone know right now. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, seriously, go check out the 602 Club. Um, you know we, you know we've all been mentioned on it at the very least, and uh, so you know it's it's definitely good. Uh, it's a good listen uh, uh, if you're interested in other things other than Star Trek. But anyways, uh, let's close it out here, guys. Um, you know it's a it's a it was fun to look back on it because. Um, both as a game and as a TNG kind of entity, um, we can see how these things have evolved and how they have changed, and and how different would it be if 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 TNG was was rebooted now or just re- being released now for the first time? Like, imagine the kind of tie-in games we would get. Um, it would be interesting, I think, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to it when one. One day when we actually get Star Trek back on uh, back on on television, I was gonna say um, tie-in Star Trek games in recent hasn't been that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Believe me, no, believe me. Star Trek has never had uh, has never had their hit, has never had their knock it out of the park in video games. Like they've had s- some solid efforts. They've had some really good. Yeah, at least stuff. Force, I think I'm not gonna say it's my favorite. But I think it it uh, it's probably probably the most popular or most played. I think, yeah, or most yeah, known. I, I like Star Trek. I mean, this isn't the game I know, but Star Trek Away Team is a really good one. I like that. Um, Bridge Commanders, really good one. But I mean, like you know, com- compare it to something like Star Wars, and like the, you yeah. could not count on all of the digits you have on your body the amount of amazing Star Wars games there are. Yeah, and it might just be that Star Wars translates better to video games, and that's fine. Um, but I'm still waiting. I, I really still do want that, like, you know. Battle the, of Chinatok 4. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why couldn't you do, like, a, a Wolf 359? Eh, I'm not going to get into it. Because we um, all died. Because that's not a game, Daniel. <laughs> People <laughs> died. It's not for your enjoyment. Too soon. Like, look, I mean, Jennifer Too Cisco, soon. I'm not going to leave her. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm not going to do it. Um, all right, guys. Uh, well, you know, it, it's been fun uh, t- 
It's been fun taking a 16-bit romp through the Alpha Quadrant here. Uh, but that's not the only thing we've been doing on Trek FM this week. So here's a look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. You know, watching it live to three months after the series ends to watch the Mirror Universe episodes. You're like, you're like a- whoa, man, I heard season three got dark, but this is crazy. <laughs> it got darkly. <laughs> oh. Earl Grey. We divide the ship into one of two ways. Port goes to port. <laughs> I better not see any starboard guys on the starboard phaser target practice. You guys know which side of the ship you're on. The orb. And so they cannot impart to him the knowledge that he needs in order to raise his son. And Worf doesn't want to raise a human son. Like you said earlier, he didn't get the son that he wanted. He wants to raise a Klingon son. The ready room. We knew that Spock was popular, and we knew that Dad had some fans, but we were not prepared for what we saw happening in the social media, in the print media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the New York Times reported that they got more hits on Dad's obituary than any other person personality in the history of the paper. To the journey! You're not a member of our race or a member of our culture, so we're going to say no. Hmm. That's kind of boring, and yet I don't know what else to do. Oh, screw you! <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Warp 5. I remember watching Broken Bow when Enterprise first debuted when I was in high school, and I remember revisiting it now in full, and I had forgotten the fact that Future Guy had actually played an integral role from the get-go, with Silic and the Sulaban, which we'll talk about later in the show. Commentary, Trek Stars. It's all of these top-notch filmmakers, like people like Walter Murch, who literally wrote the book on editing. He, like those guys, all teaming up to make a big action kids movie, I think is really cool. The Six O Two Club. I think he's very much recreating that THX feel, and you may di- you may disagree with it. You may not think it's you know it's great, but it's on purpose. He, he wants that world to be that way. Let me just say, conceptually, I agree with that. In terms of execution, that's where I think he failed. Literary treks. It's amazing to me, as I reread these stories, how much of it I just kind of think of as Deep Space Nine these days, even though it wasn't part of Deep Space <laughs> Nine, you know, the, the actual series. Axonar, the official podcast. It is the spirit of TOS that matters that's being captured, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the aesthetic. The aesthetic was 1966 to 1969 that had its moment, it had its time, and there's a certain amount of charm still to that. But it doesn't allow you to push the narrative forward because that type of aesthetic holds creativity back, in my opinion. Women at Warp. So she definitely knows cats. I say that right off the bat. She knows cats and bones. Yes, definitely. Of course bones would get annoyed with all the cat fur. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows to get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zoom. Visit the Trek.fm website for the full Trek experience. You can view our podcast directory to stream the audio from all of our shows. If you would like to contact us, just go to trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose Message to a Trek FM Show and select Earl Grey. These messages will be relayed by Starfleet to the three of us. In social media, you'll find us on facebook.com slash trek.fm or join our Facebook listener discussion group called The Babel Conference. Find it by searching The Babel Conference on Facebook. Now let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week, audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. This is the premier source for audiobooks, with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. There's one more way you can directly help us to keep Earl Grey coming to you each and every week, and that's through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting patreon.com slash trekfm, 
you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all our great content. So please become a patron and visit patreon.com slash trekfm today. All right, Philip, if people want to know how to get out of the mines, um, where can they contact you to, to ask you questions? Um, well, all you have to do is find a bunch of Bajorans, and I'll tell you the rest later. Um, you can find me on Twitter. The handle is ncpublicservant. That's nc for not canon. Never completed. <laughs> <laughs> Much more accurate. And uh, and and Darren, you know, if uh, if people wanted to find your Wikipedia article on the Enterprise, how would they do that? Well, it's really easy to find. Uh, it's on this eight bit. I mean, literally, the entire web page is eight bit. There's like no, you know, it probably takes half a second to load. It, it's so fast. Uh, but to find that URL, you're gonna have to go on Twitter and look me up under username Doctor Sci-Fi. That's D R S C I F I. Great. And if they want to get a hold of me, uh, I'll be on Twitter as well. My handle there is one up Dan. That's the number one, and not the word. All right, guys, um, I have now gathered all three parts of the Triforce, uh, wisdom, courage, and power. Uh, I'm going to go take over Hyrule, so I guess we'll catch everybody next week. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, that's Mario. You're, now you're crossing the streets. You're crossing the streets. <laughs> All right. Your enterprise is in another castle. Engage. Make it so. Live long and prosper. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>